your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. discussion there in Morgantown, West Virginia this weekend to take on the first place Mountaineers. Also, uh, we got to get to uh, the NFL schedule. We'll do that and talk about the Cowboys and the Chiefs. And we'll also talk about the Bills and the others. At 645, it is this day in sports history this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. We're up early helping you get there too. The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Hey, good morning. It is 631 this morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app for that and the Visual Edge uh, IT hotline as well. Mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. We want to focus and no distractions today, Jamie. That's our that's our mission. Uh, be sharp, be concise, finish the week strong. Okay. 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 F- finish the week I, strong. It sounds like a Wednesday plan. This is a Friday. <laughs> We're already in weekend. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I feel like I've been I, I've fallen trapped to a lot of distractions lately. So. Oh uh, no no! I'll, I, I, I'll see you, what I can do. You 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 are just distracted by the carnival that surrounds you and do you i think you you pretty much stay in uh in line selling the popcorn as best you can okay, okay. popcorn okay. seller jamie yeah hey uh i saw a couple things saw this uh phyllis uh from uh the paul feinbaum show you know she's one of their callers you know we've had i think we have a little sound from phyllis on on here occasionally you know um but uh, she passed away Paul Feinbaum announcing that yesterday. She was a staple. But we and we have our we have our staples, you know, like Bobby Hot Dogs and Red Raider Two Guns and College Station Red Raider and Bullfighter and you know folks like that. I don't want to I don't want to leave anybody out that's going to get offended. But I feel yeah. like you should say, should say Dan and Dallas, right? Now. Dan and Dallas, right? Thank you. I'm trying Dan, to keep you out of trouble with all the Dallas. Sure, people. sure, sure. But I mean that. And we don't want to lose, you know, any of our, any of our stalwarts. But you get Raiders Dad in there. Raiders Dad, yeah, he's he's in there too. He's in there too, right? Just a, our frequent suppliers of content, information, comedy, critique, and all those all those kinds of Did things. Did you get the lovely women's of the the lo- lovely women of the morning? Shelly, Risa, and, uh, yeah. Guns Up Gal, um, Grammar Gal. Grammar Gal. We haven't heard from Grammar Gal in quite some time. Well, we haven't said anything correct for her to say, hey, you get a good job for it. So. That's right. That's right. So, anyway, so that's a little bit of news. I saw this yesterday, too, Jamie, and, boy, I just, it, it, gave me, it gave me pause. It's not a big story, but there is um, there's a new hotline that's, uh, that's out there. Uh, the dateline on this is Secaucus, New Jersey. This seems very New Jersey-ish. There's a sports integrity monitor that has uh, been launched to help athletes, coaches, and staff anonymously report suspicions about gambling activity to regulators and law enforcement. Uh, the tip hotline is called Athlete Alert, powered by Real Response. Uh, they don't give the phone number. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. Um the texting 843-USI-TIPS protects and enhances the integrity and purity of competition 
while ensuring their anonymity and safety. It's sad that we have to have that. But with what's taken place in Iowa, uh, with Iowa and Iowa State, and recently in Alabama with their baseball coach, head baseball coach, um, it probably tells you that more of this is to come. And if you can do this uh, with some protection, you're probably going to see more and more of this. But better for it to be outed than for it to be swept under the rug or allowed to happen, Jamie. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting the kind of tips that they get. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to get fans of another team sure. call, calling and, you know, hey, I think all the TCU or Frog baseball <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, like uh, right before you're getting ready to play West Virginia, somebody's, <clears throat> hey, uh, I think uh, I think yeah. ben. I think the guy was running around with a cone on his head was betting <laughs> on the games too. Yeah, well, it just uh, it just kind of is is what it is, and so like I said, that's a that's a sad thing uh, to yep. to to have to to have to do that and have to uh, have to have that out there a little bit. Um, here's another note. This is a little conversation starter for you if you're looking for something around the batting cage uh, today uh, or uh, at happy hour tonight, Mets pitcher Justin Verlander uh, became just the 21st pitcher to win a game against all 30 Major League Baseball teams. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. That number seems to be, and obviously um, <clears throat> some of these guys probably um, – did that before the expansion um, because, you know, you have to take that into uh, consideration. Uh, there's there's four active uh, pitchers that have done this uh, that include um, Zach Grinke and also uh, Max Scherzer of the uh, Detroit Tigers that, uh, that make up this list in terms of, of active players. Okay. Garrett Cole... Also, that one kind of surprises me, but he's had a, quite a bit of success. It just seems like that's usually an older guy kind of feat, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, and he hasn't been around that long, but he's pitched in both leagues, so yeah. that's obviously the the big key. Sure, and he's had he's had a, a lot of success, obviously, uh, but still, I thought that was I thought that was kind of interesting. So those that's a maybe a, a minor conversation starter for the. For the weekend, not not anything that's just absolutely major. Uh, this morning, while I was getting ready for work and listening to um, I, Max Scherzer, isn't he a pitcher for the Mets, not the Tigers? Uh, you might want to check that back. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get your conversation started to be to be wrong. Yeah, I was reading. Might, people would start to maybe tune you out. Yeah, right. Especially when I've been okay. such hard hitting. This he did it. I, the, here's my confusion. He, Max Scherzer did it back in 2016 um, when he beat his former club, the Detroit Tigers. So he he used to play there, but does, like yeah. you said, doesn't anymore. What team did Verlander just beat to get it? I'm assuming it was the Tigers. Uh, when, uh, against the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Okay. He had not right. apparently had not beaten them before. So Okay. He uh pitched 
Did this on Wednesday through seven strong. Gave up one run on two hits. Couple of walks, struck out seven. And then the Metropolitans won that game two to one. Two to one. So, Go Mets. Not so much. Not so much. We, we know. Hey, I, I was listening to uh, two pros and a cup of Joe getting ready for work this morning. And LeVar Arrington had this hot take on the Dallas Cowboys and their quarterback, Dak Prescott. He said he's seen nothing uh, in the offseason that the Cowboys could have done to, uh, to to give him indication that they could advance uh, in the playoffs and, um, and potentially get to or win a Super Bowl. And he has no trust in Dak Prescott in being able to uh, lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. I thought that was interesting. Like it's, like it's like, man, he's seeing what we're seeing. Well, nothing uh, up to this point. I mean, if you're just going by body of work, has, has said that he, you know, I, I'm not saying that he's not capable, but he just hasn't done it. So yeah. it would be hard to be all in on thinking, yeah, he's going to do it. Yeah. And he just hasn't, he hasn't gotten close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, competition sounds like it should be called the Snitch Hotline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Robert, when I was given, I guess, the baseball score, said, Hey, Chucky, don't forget Borger. Uh, Red Raider Two Guns says, I'm honored, Chuck, to be in that list. Well, you've, you've earned that, Red Raider Two Guns, to be on the list. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Here is Jeff McGuire. Let's go all the way back to 1910 to get us kicked off today because Oakland Athletics pitcher Charles Chief Bender. No hits. The Cleveland Naps. Four to nothing. The Naps. Mm-hmm. Oakland Athletics? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay, Philadelphia. 1955. Chicago Cubs Sam Toothpick Jones is the first African American to pitch a no hitter, mm. winning four to nothing over the Pittsburgh Pirates at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Chicago. You think he was a fat guy, Chuck? Toothpick. Yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, like the reverse nickname or the actual one. I think it's. I think. I think he had a toothpick in his mouth when he was uh, pitching. Oh, okay. I was taking it as him being real skinny. I'm going to guess he was real skinny. There was a guy that uh, played for the Royals, a guy named U.L. Washington. Do you remember him? Uh, yep. Uh, he, he always had a toothpick in his mouth. And then, you know, people said it was kind of dangerous and he was setting a bad example, so he tried to do it without. And then he went into a slump and he said, to hell with that, and put a toothpick back in his mouth. Yeah, well, Texas Tech's favorite uh, bottle cap chewer, Cam Warren, yes, uh, is, is on the trip with us this weekend, so that's okay. fun. <laughs> So yeah, does he still do that? No, not that I know of. I <laughs> okay. think that was just when he was playing. Okay, I, I didn't know if he still... I just think that was a walking around thing. Okay, okay. Might we hear Sorry, from look- Cam on the broadcast this weekend? Uh, I would love for that to happen. I would love well, for, just- for Cam to come come join us in the booth or just come take my spot and I can just sit back and eat nachos. See, that's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I th- When I said that, it's like Jamie's going to go, hey, Cam, why don't you just stay here for the rest of the game and I'll I'll just yeah. go take my scorebook and sit in the stands. No, <laughs> we need you. We need you there too, Jamie. Uh, the audience would love Cam joining us. Uh, coming full circle, by the way, with regards to them being in West Virginia. 
Uh, Toothpick Jones died from a recurrence of neck cancer, first diagnosed in 1962 in Morgantown, West Virginia, on November 5th, 1971. Wow. It's a bad deal. That's a bad deal. Bad deal, but an interesting one for the timing of today's yeah. history. 1970, Ernie Banks hits, five, hits home run number 500. 1979, Chris Everett's 125 match winning streak on clay comes to an end. Mm. Just Chris Everett there, not Chris Everett Lloyd. Correct. Yeah. 1996, New York Yankees are trailing the Chicago White Sox eight to nothing. Mm. Yeah, they won nine to eight. <laughs> A year later, the Angels score 13 runs in the seventh inning alone against the Chicago White Sox. I would like to tell you that my favorite team is good. They are not. At all. If it weren't for the Kansas City Royals and the Oakland Athletics this year, they would be the worst team in baseball. Yeah, well, you're welcome. And just gave the Kansas City Royals, by the way, two wins. Including a walk-off bunt. (laughs) Gotta love my team. That's hard to do. Mm, Not against my team. 2013 PGA Championship took place. At Sawgrass, Tiger Woods wins his second uh, championship two strokes ahead of Dave Limerick. There's no way I got that right. Uh, Jeff Margaret and Kevin Steelman. So congratulations, Tiger Woods. National Nutty Fudge Day. Tony Hawk celebrating a birthday. He's 55. Emilio Estevez, 61. Emily Van Camp is 37. Lance Lynn, 36. Lou Whitaker, 66. Philippe Alou is 88, and George Carl is 72. George Carl. And on this day in 1932, the body of aviation hero Charles Lindbergh's baby is found mm. more than two months after he was kidnapped from his family family house in New Jersey. Lindbergh and his wife, Ann Morrow, discovered a ransom note on their 20-month-old child's empty room on March 1st. The kidnapper had used a ladder to climb into the open second-floor window and left muddy footprints in the room. In a barely legible English, the ransom note demanded $50,000, which would be about $1.1 million today. The crime captured the attention of the entire nation. Lindbergh family was inundated by officer offers of assistance and false clues. Even Al Capone offered help from prison, although, of course, the, it was on the condition that he be released. For three days, investigators had found nothing, and there was no further word from the kidnappers. Then a new letter showed up, this time demanding $70,000, or roughly roughly a million and a half. On May 12th, a renewed search of the area near the home turned up the baby's body. Mm. He'd been killed the night of the kidnapping and was found less than a mile from the house. The heartbroken Lindberghs ended up donating the home to charity and moved away. I believe the uh, kidnapper was Bruno Richard Hopman. Uh, and that is the standard. Wow, that's a somber way to, that's a sucky way to end that. 6.50 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Apparently, Chuck is right. Okay. Bobby Jones of Maysville, Kentucky, was the first African-American high school basketball player to receive all state honors in Kentucky. He got the nickname Toothpick because he always had a toothpick in his mouth. I'm assuming that's the same guy that uh, threw the no-hitter. So, how how about that? 
What about it? Ring the bell, man. Man, I got lyrics right a couple of times. I got that right. Man, guessing game is good for me today, huh? Do I bring up Max Scherzer? Uh, no, uh-uh. no, no, <laughs> I know. I don't mention that. Well, I was kind of right on that because he played for the Tigers at one point in time. <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul, Paul says this. I enjoy hearing from flyover guy during football season. Okay. Yeah. Somebody confirms that Bruno Hopman was the was the kidnapper of the Lindbergh baby. Uh, not feeling bad for him at all, but uh, Kevin Durant's got plenty of time on his hands right now, Jamie. Uh, the Denver Nuggets blew out the Suns 125 to 100. And that was in the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix. Mm. Man, so that's... it's the Nuggets and either the Lakers or the Warriors, but I think we all assume it's unfortunately going to be the Lakers. Well, but 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 you got Darvin Ham leading the charge. Mm, doesn't do it for me, sorry. Oh, wow. The LeBron factor way outweighs the Darvin Ham factor. Uh, the C's won over the 76ers. Do you like that? That uh, series is now even at uh, three games apiece. Celtics uh, beat the 76ers 96, 95 to 86. Yeah, I don't have an issue with, with, uh, with the Celtics winning. I'm not a huge James Harden fan, so I probably would say I'm pulling for Boston. Okay, all right. The uh, the Lake Show uh, plays host to the Warriors tonight at whatever they're calling the old Staples Center now. It's a cryptic something, I think. Um, but that'll be a, a 9 p.m. tip. Lakes are uh, favored by two and a half. Also, the New York Knickerbockers and the Miami Heat will play game six of their series tonight in Miami. Have a feeling uh, the Heat's going to blow them out tonight. I would probably lean towards that as well. You know, uh, Jimmy Butler would probably go off on that. Uh, Mike brings up this. Yeah, what about Pepsi Man? Yeah, we can't forget Pepsi Man on our our list oh, of yeah. uh, suppliers and uh, in you know to the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Cannot forget that Pepsi would, Man. That would be a crying shame. That was uh, that that is that was that was a big that was a big miss on me. Uh, with one of my favorites. With regard to Bruno Richard Hopman. Uh, supposition, according to this texture, was the homemade ladder broke as he was exiting the house and he dropped the baby. Oh. Six fifty-four this morning here on the morning drive. We'll have Texas Tech baseball on the air for you. We'll uh, talk that talk about that series that begins today. They've moved the game up to three o'clock today. Our coverage at two thirty. This is our time. So 3 o'clock our time here today on Double T 97.3 for first pitch. Tomorrow is a 2.30 broadcast, 3 o'clock first pitch. And then Sunday, as it stands, 11.30 and noon. So um, be uh, be on the lookout for potential changes as the, the weather is a little iffy. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Jamie, um, with the Red Raiders uh, this weekend in, in Morgantown, obviously they've got their kind of their own fate in their own hands, win two of three, and really helps you out in terms of getting into the NCAA tournament without having to go into the Big 12 and do some work. Obviously, you got a series next weekend with Kansas. They're 7-14 and 14 in Big 12 play and 4-under in, in overall play. 
But the other two series that are going on this weekend, Baylor's at TCU, and then Kansas State is at Oklahoma State. Basically, Baylor could really, I guess, put a fork in TCU because a sweep for them this weekend for TCU might give them some hope, right, in terms of a tournament bid? Or do you think they're they're toast at this point, would have to win the, the Big 12 tournament to, to make it? Well, TCU has a higher RPI than Texas Tech does. It's just a few spots, but I don't think they're I don't think they're close to toast at this point. Yeah, depending on how they finish, they've got two series last left. I don't know who they have next weekend, um, but uh, yeah, I, th- I don't think TCU is close to toast. I, I I mean, I expect them to win the series against Baylor this weekend and um, get themselves back above five hundred in, in conference play. I don't, I don't know, or or at least take two out of three and be at. 10 and 11, but I would, I would assume they'd have to be 500 in big 12 play to have a shot at it. Um, but I, I don't, if they did, if, I mean, if they lost the series against Baylor, yes, that's, that's fair to say, um, that, that they probably would be on the outside looking in. But I, I still think that as of right now, projecting if, if they, if they get above 500 in conference play, I think, I think they're still, you know, just like the Red Raiders, they're not guaranteed a spot, but I think they're a bubble team. So obviously TCU is rooting for West Virginia this weekend against Texas Tech. Uh, TCU plays at K State next weekend, so that that'll be tough. Uh, yeah, that sure will. Yeah, that sure will. Uh, K State plays at Oklahoma State, so there's there's really no value in terms of who wins and who loses from a from a Texas Tech standpoint because both those schools are yeah. ahead of you. Yeah, there is. We we hate Oklahoma State and their head coach. So okay, yeah, go. Go Wildcats. Okay, well, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Cowboys there. I don't really I don't care for either one of them, but I I distaste Oklahoma State less than K State. So um, I'll I'll uh, I'll go Oppo Hando on you there. And that's where you're wrong. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm wrong a lot. Not today, but I'm generally wrong a lot. No, no, you're wrong you're, there today, Kansas. Your Kansas is sticking out, Jeff. Oh, I know, Careful. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I'd like to get your reaction to this. I know people bang on Matt Gardner about how the pitchers have performed, but a lot of that I blame on the pitchers' mental makeup. However, most of the steals feels like they're on the pitching staff. Is that something Coach Gardner should be better at coaching, or does it come down to pitchers mentally exhausting themselves with batters and not focusing on runners? Oh, wow. There's a lot there. There is a lot there. Um, yeah. Coach Gardner has definitely taken a lot of criticism um, this year. I, I think he was taking a lot of criticism last year. And then at the end of the season, I, it kind of turned and your pitching staff was, was terrific in the postseason. And really your your exit from the postseason had a lot more to do with your offense. And it surely had nothing to do with your, your pitching staff. They gave up six runs in four games. Mm-hmm. Um in, in the regional. So um, do I think there's an issue with pitchers mental makeup? I think that's from player to player. I think some guys are in their own head and it's affecting them. Um, and, and that's a, that's a, that's a, a problem or a struggle at times. I, I think all those guys deal with that. It's just a matter of the ones that handle it better. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, the coach isn't um, part of, coaching coaching them in that area too right yeah it's not just a, it's i mean I, it's not just about hey throw a curveball this way or put your fastball here but 
I mean, that's part of a, a coach's job is to work with them with the mental part of things. So, um, I'm not, uh, that's, that's all, that's all part of it as far as I'm concerned. So, um, uh, and then the other part is, um, do I think it's on the, the pitchers more about the stolen bases? Yes, I do more than the catchers. And, um, is it an area that, that Texas tech needs to improve on and, and being able to hold runners on and, um, being able to throw runners out? It absolutely is. Uh, there's, there's no question teams have taken advantage of you in a, in a big way at times this season, you, you've got to get better, uh, defending the run game. You just, you just got to, um, if you're going to get back to being a team that's going to Omaha and all that good stuff. So, um, I am not one that puts all the struggles from this team on the pitching staff or the pitching coach or anything like that. Uh, there's, there's no question that your offense has done big things at times and your offense has been really quiet at times. There's also been a lot of times this year where your, your defense has not helped your pitching. And that was specifically the case early on in the season. It was a big factor in that, but it's, it's been a disappointing season for, for the pitching staff. I don't, there's no way to get around that because, you know, some guys have looked really good and been who you expected and other guys that you expected to take steps forward or big steps forward. Uh, maybe you've only taken little steps forward or maybe taken steps backwards. And um, that's, that's been really disappointing. Now, is that on the, the pitching coach or is that on the player themselves? I, I think I would lean towards the player themselves more than the pitching coach, but I, I think all the, all the things have to factor in. Yeah. 721 this morning here on the morning drive thoughts, comments, Yates flooring center chat line. Also uh, the, uh, you can do that through the double T 97, mobile app presented by happy state bank. Visual edge it hotline is open as well. Who do you think, who do you think has the better hitters top to bottom? Is it Texas Texas Tech in this series? Top to bottom? Like, you know, if you kind of just did the blind resume test, you'd say Texas Tech has the better offense? Um, I mean, if, if you're just going off of what you've – runs that you've scored, I would say Texas Tech. But um, we also know that your offense hasn't been as good on the road. Uh, so, and, and you're on the road here in, in West Virginia. So I don't know, man, that's, that's a toss up as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Then I'll ask you the same question about pitching and you may, I'd lean, I'd lean towards West Virginia. That's what I thought you'd say. Um, even, even if you categorized it by starters or by bullpen, you'd, you'd still say the same way, wouldn't you? Yep, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. All right, uh, seven twenty-two this morning here on the morning drive. Would you like a football note that I have for you this morning? Texas Tech football I would, note. I would love one. You you got another kicker? Yeah, right, right. That's exactly that's well, you you read my mind there, Jamie. Um, and uh, you know, I think this is a good kicker name too. You know, we've got. The, the field goal guy, Gino Garcia. I mean, that is a good kicker name for a field goal kicker, right? Gino. Mm-hmm. Gino Garcia. And now this cat's name, and he's uh, going to have a preferred walk-on status for the Red Raiders, although you would think that maybe if he does really, really well, they, they might throw some scholarship money at him. His name is Reese Burkhart. Uh, he, is a, uh, he is a transfer and from uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham, but his skill set, Jamie, is kickoffs. Kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the uh, UAB athletics folks, he was uh, 42 of 74 for kickoffs. Okay. That's, uh, and for his career, 
in uh, high school, he was 71 of 127. So that's pretty good. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. uh, Trey Wolf last year was 41 of 80. You know, and, and you might say that some of those, okay, was he, I don't know if any of those were like, hey, Trey, just kind of just kick it to the goal line. Don't kick it out. But just in, in kind of listening to Coach McGuire the last time that he met with the media formally, you know, he talked about he wants the kicker kicking it through the end zone. So mm-hmm. that's, right. what, that's what this guy's job is, is, hey, big boy, get out there, put the ball in the end zone. We'll let the defense take over, and uh, we'll, we'll start them first and 10 from their own 25 every single time. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that, love that, love that. So that's, uh, that's what we got there. So that's, that's good. That's, that's good. Welcome, welcome to Raiderland, Reese Burkhart. That's a, like I said, that's, I think that's a, a good name for a kicker. Um, so there you go. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Uh, first, a couple of notes from the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, with regard to uh, my analysis of his uh, his name, the, the new kicker for the Red Raiders. Um, Analysis you'll only get on the morning drive from Chuck. Man, he's got such a great name for a kicker. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what about it makes it a great kicker name? I don't know. Reese Burkhart. I just that Reese. I think the fact that Reese, it's not not the most common first name. Uh mm-hmm. what's a bad name for a kicker? Chuck would be a bad name for a kicker. I think that's just a bad <laughs> I think that's a bad first name. I think that's a bad first name. I just why I don't you know. Why? Why why did my parents stick me with that? My dad's name was that, but I mean, why why would you do that to somebody? Hmm. Chuck. I would think if you were going to go with a name that you thought like he sounded like a really tough guy mm-hmm. for a kicker, um it wouldn't be a name like Reese that can go for boys or girls. Hmm. Males I, or females. I I think Reese is a, I think cuz kickers I think are a bit of an oddity, okay? I think you got it takes a special person to be a kicker, so you know, having a name that, you know, is, uh, you know, could could go either way or could could be, you know, perceived in different fashions would be that way. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could be that way. Uh, somebody wanted to know what's a bad name for a kicker. And, uh, um, and you know, Vanderklank, uh, Boinks a lot, uh, Slight, Slight Right. That was from Jeff. All these from Jeff McGuire. Zoinks, Limp, limp Leg. Yeah. Um, if Chuck is such a bad name, why don't I go by Charles? Now, Charles, Charles seems so formal and, you know, Charles, the, now the King of Britain, I just, he seems so hoity toity. I've just never been Charles. Well, he is, he is the King of Britain. Right. King of England, right? Charles. <laughs> Charles. England, yes. I know some guys named Charles and they handle it pretty well. I mean, but they care. I mean, if you're going to be named Charles, you have to have a certain air about you. Okay. And I think that's. That's all good. All right, your uh, your question of the day. All right, my question for you is, which Red Raider football player currently on the roster has the best chance, do you think, to be a star in the NFL? All right, I've got to get my, my football roster pulled up. Which player do I think has a chance to now be a star 
in the NFL. Yeah, because a year ago, would we have said Tyree Wilson was going to be a top 10 draft choice, Jamie? Honestly? I don't know that I said top 10. I would would have said he would have been an early round draft pick. It probably wouldn't even have said first round, right? I I, I don't know. I mean, early round. Early round? Okay. Do you have a name uh, right off the top of your head, uh, Mr. McGuire? I don't. Um... I mean, may, how far do we want to project Jake Strong? How far do we want to project project some of the 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 freshmen coming in? Um, well, Drake, Jake could great, Drake could be great for us, but you know, at five nine, one eighty five, he's not turning heads at the NFL as a wide receiver at that. Hmm. Hmm. Um, that doesn't mean he won't be good, but you know, the it's an uphill battle there. You haven't seen just a whole bunch of guys on offense just dominate. Um. Two years ago, I might have said Austin Austin McNamara. I still think he's got a chance. Yeah, but can a punter be a star? Sure, in the he NFL? can. Sure, he can. Yeah, I don't. Think, he can be a great player. I don't think there's ever star star maybe punters. star star maybe star for us. Sure, I like yeah. that we look forward to his team and what they're in what his stats were that night. But we're not breaking down highlights of punting. Well, you might not be, but yeah, that's probably true. I'm going to go with Jaron Bradley. I think I think Bradley has the potential to be a big time player at the next level. Okay, I, mean, I think he's a guy who can make catches down the field. I think he's a guy who can be a physical receiver. You know, closer to the line of scrimmage, good hands, mm-hmm. leaping ability, high points the ball, all the above. I I, I think Bradley's going to be a great player. High points oh, the ball. Wow. Okay, I got one. Okay, I'll take Tony Bradford. I he's I think he's going to be the type of guy that defensive coordinators want on their team because he does his job and doesn't make mistakes with it. Like if you tell him to do X, he does X. He he might not be the the flash. He might not be the. The guy that is mm-hmm. getting all the headlines, but he's the guy that he's. I see him having a long career in the NFL, and I, I don't. As someone that you, I maybe not top ten draft pick, maybe not. He he might just be signed out uh, by the when the season comes to an end, but the guy that gets the shot and takes full advantage of it and hangs on for a very long time. I could see that yeah, happening with him. It's difficult, just like we were talking about with a kicker to ever call a defensive tackle a, a star. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know that we would even call him a star here at Texas Tech, so to expect him to be a star at the next level maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I think he's got the potential to be a guy that could could uh, stick around in the NFL and, ma- and make an NFL career. Um, I, I wouldn't say that's out of the question by any stretch of the imagination. Hey, let me, let me ask you this. Do you think um... – a Texas Tech quarterback can ever be a star in the NFL given the shadow that he's going to follow with Patrick Mahomes? What? Like they, can't, gonna... they can't be great. They can't be great players. In no, the they NFL can be great. But you said, star. Was... you said star. You said star. You said well, star. Do I, I think Baron Morton could play at the next level. Yeah, I do and too. I don't think. 
I don't think Patrick Mahomes has anything to do with it. Okay, I'm just I just was asking a question. Clearly that was a dumb. What? Like teams are going to be like, "Baron, you're pretty good. <laughs> you probably could start for us, but you're not Patrick Mahomes." No, so, that's not that I didn't no, mean it I like mean, that. I just meant like what, star. What? Star. Like you said star, and to me star means like, you know, you know, doing commercials and and being a big deal and, you know, not being compared to somebody and all that kind of stuff. I, 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 I've, 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 Patrick Mahomes. I've weeble wobbled out of, I've weebled and I've wobbled. I've fallen over. You, uh, you're, you're just too, everything revolves around your team. Okay. Okay. It has nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. Whether the guy can go and be a great player in the NFL. I, I didn't say great. I didn't, I didn't mean great player. I just meant star. Because there's to me a difference between great player and star. I get it. That's what that's what I meant. But, but because I mean, Just what other me. guys? What I mean, have they ever said that about a Michigan quarterback? Man, I don't think you can star in the NFL because Tom Brady already did. <laughs> well, he went to Michigan. I, I, what you know? Right. I mean, <laughs> what, how does that make any sense? Right. Yeah. Um, somebody wants to know this. I believe Jamie asked a question. I think he would like an answer to it. I know I don't. It's all good. No, I do. I do want to give him an answer. Because uh, I had I had three in my head, and I think I think Baron Morton has a chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, more so than Tyler Shuck. I think Baron Morton's more durable. I think he's got a better arm. I think he throws a better ball. I think he's just got to get his invincibility out of his head in terms of that he can throw into quadruple coverage or triple coverage. I think Barron needs to put on some weight, and I bet he probably has this offseason. Yeah, yeah. But he's, I bet he got a little thicker. Yeah. Uh, this from the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Has Chuck ever looked up at the sky, at the night sky? I, I have. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I would agree that they're a mess at this point. I kind of like it when the Lions and the Cowboys play teams that are not in their division okay. on Thanksgiving, just because those 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 um, teams in the, in the division have played on Thanksgiving a bunch because they've played the Cowboys or whatever, so it's been fun when it's been somebody else. Uh, good point made here on the text line. Uh, rather play in New York in September than the end of December. Yeah, that's yeah, very good point. That's that's fair. Uh, the Cowboys will play at Buffalo. They'll also play at Miami. That'll be a new a Christmas Eve game, uh, three twenty five for that. And then they'll play on Saturday, December the thirtieth, against the Detroit Lions, and finish up the season on January the seventh. Um against the uh, Washington Commanders. I'm not going to ask you to go through the whole wins and loss thing. Do you think the Cowboys win their division? No. I think I would agree with you. I think the Eagles win the division. Okay. Here's um, this. There's going to be all kinds of... uh, Oh, how about this? It's Slippery Rock University, not Slippery Rock State, Chuck. That's from an alum. That's cool. (laughs) Okay. Yes, sir. Here's 
Here's the 10 games. This is according to Yahoo. 10 games they're looking forward to after the NFL schedule release. <laughs> uh, this seems stupid. Houston Texans at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this is a Bryce Young, uh, C.J. Stroud potential matchup here. But who knows if, what that will be like by, by week eight. Uh, the Jets at the Giants. I think that'll be good. The New York Jets at the New York Giants. That should be good. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You don't always yep. see that. Uh, Dolphins at the Chargers. Tua versus Justin Herbert. Um, I think. I think Tua is going to be a real factor. Here's the question for Tua: For me, can he stay healthy? You know, or is he going to have the Troy Aikman kind of syndrome of once concussed, you're always subject to being concussed, and the multiple concussions eventually lead to an early retirement. Yeah, I guess you have to worry about that a little bit. Packers? I, I guess, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I Again, it's his choice, but, you know, when you were seeing what was going on last year, there was part of, I think, a lot of football fans that were like, oh, man, this guy needs to hang it up. Mm-hmm. But, again, he's got a right to do with his life what he wants to do. Sure. If, if it's the, worth the risk to him, it's worth the risk to him, and maybe the doctors are saying, hey, you're at no greater risk to have another head injury, but I don't know. It's, it's scary to me. So, um, I, I guess I wonder about that a little bit, but I, you know, again, I just feel like it's his choice. So I don't think about it that much. Uh, your bills play at the jets in week one. That's uh that's pretty cool. And that's a game they're looking forward to. And the bills at Cincinnati, that, that should be another great game. Should be another great another, game. Another, another year with a tough schedule. Yep. Uh, Eagles and Cowboys uh, in week f- four. Or excuse me, it's number four for weeks nine and 14. I think the Cowboys will hope to split. Uh, Bengals at Kansas City in week 17. Yep. And then a rematch of the Super Bowl. Uh, Eagles at Kansas City uh, in week 11. Uh, Chiefs also go to uh, Green I think they go to Green Bay. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.